What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bull Script, and we're here to recap a loss. We were hoping after taking the week off last week due to a minor procedure I had, which we probably would talk about once I start drinking more beer. We'll see what happens. But we took the week off last week. We were back this week. We were hoping to come back on a win, but we're coming back on a loss. Before we get into this one, be sure you're going on tapsports.com for all your Chicago sports and literature podcasting needs. I'm, I'm, I'm a little rusty right now, man. A little rusty. I'm, I'm going to get it, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it in a minute. Is there um, something a little different about you? Is, there is. I feel lighter. Be what it is? Okay. I, feel, I feel lighter is what it is in my balls. Anyway, so <laughs> – Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't even know. Just fuck it. My whole spiel to start the show is just over and done with. So screw it. Just, if, if anybody's watching on Facebook or Twitter, go to the YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, if you listen to podcasts and spot – Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever the fuck it is. Just go over, subscribe, give us a five-star rating interview if you don't mind, because that's cool and tough. Goose, their bulls are playing like shit. Uh they're six and eight. They have now lost three games in a row. They're they've won what what would that be? One game out of their last six. Uh, I mean, they they look absolutely terrible. And uh it's just not it's not great right now. It's not it's not great. And it's it's tonight's loss is fuck i'm sorry it's fucking pathetic i mean the last two losses have been pretty pathetic because you're coming off of extended rest um yes yes shite sports brad brad you read between the lines there perfectly uh senor brad had a vasectomy um no 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 more little ones for for the big guy i got 73 kids i can't have anymore i'm done right i can't afford it (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) Um, so no, but back to these back-to-back disappointing losses, yeah, uh, which somehow probably hurt more than a vasectomy, uh, for anybody that's as, as much of a fan as we are, this is getting embarrassing. And if you go on Twitter, uh, I mean, you, you'd read that it's just Billy Donovan's fault, but he's not the one playing the games at the same time. He gets to make the decisions. Um, is this team in rebellion against their coach or his decisions hindering them so bad that they're getting their ass kicked by the Pelicans without Zion Williamson on a back-to-back while they have extended rest. Um, is is that Billy? Uh, I guess we, we could start there. Um, because... <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. not. All right. This is, this is just typical of what happens when the shit is hitting the fan and everything's on fire. Everybody just goes, uh, coach, coach, he's the guy. 
again, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I just don't, I don't know where the blame should go. I don't know who it should be directed at, but I got, I got some fingers to point. I, I didn't get those chopped off and I'm going to point the fingers at, at our tourist car and Mark Eversley right now. Okay. That's who I would point the fingers at. I like what they've done. I still don't, I don't by any means, I don't, I'm not calling for their job. I'm not doing anything like that. It's not what I'm doing. But if you want to point the fingers, that's who we're going to point the fingers at. Um, I also want to point fingers at Zach Levine. Uh, you know, we could sit and talk. Oh, that was a baby monitor. Sorry about that. Um, we, we sit and talk about his fourth quarter and how he started balling out there and he ends up with what was it, 22 points? Yeah, 25 points. I'm sorry. Nine for 22 shooting where he came alive in that fourth quarter when it was fucking garbage. They were down. Oh, it's still 25 points on 22 shots. That's not- right. That, well, that too. I mean, they were still down. And Stacey King said something in the beginning of the game that just drive me nuts. I put a tweet out about it. I'm so sick of hearing, oh, he's getting his legs under him. Sit the fuck down then, man. Sit the fuck down. If you can't play and it's, it's is his knee okay today? Is it, is it not? I feel like shit every day. You know, like every day. I know you can't compare or whatever, but I'm so tired of this fucking narrative. Dude, just play the fucking game. You can't play. You're not 100%. You can't give it your all. Then sit the fuck out. Sit out. Why are you playing? I, at this point in the season, I don't want to hear about it anymore because we don't have the back-to-back situation going on. Zach is playing. Um, he's not being listed as questionable before games anymore. He's getting extended rest before these last two games, and you're getting, you're seeing the explosiveness. You're seeing what he's capable of doing, but for a team that's so poor at shooting the ball, for Zach to go, I think he started the game two for eight from three, and then yeah, he, he ends did. up a couple in in the fourth to make that percentage look a little better but when the game was competitive and you needed it you weren't getting it um and then you're not getting the defense that you need from him and demar being on the floor at the same time and i do think part of that is on billy we watched valenciunas kill the shit out of us tonight um when billy went to that small lineup with Derek jones jr but Valanciunas um, was still kind of beating us up when fucking Vooch was in, too. I did. No, there's, he nothing was. He, there's nothing he can do. There's nobody he can play. That's so gonna... what you're saying is it's not Billy's control. fault that he has to go to these roster decisions. It's, roster it's, it's problem okay. at this point. What else are you going to fucking do? You I got mean, two big you guys. That can't... You, you do have Tony Bradley. Um, Tony Bradley hit a three. And I'll tell you Tony something Bradley right now. Tony Bradley hit a three and Tony Bradley's at least <laughs> – <laughs> he's at least a bigger body um I, I don't know I, I feel like when a team's taking advantage of a mismatch um and it's their big man i don't know that the answer is going small to a guy in Derek jones who has had success in this role and we've we've praised him for what he can do in this kind of stretch five but he's not a stretch five that's the thing it's like he can hit a couple corner threes there is no big man that's honoring his three-point shooting ability at the top of the key. No, that's not that's not attracting any gravity. That's killing your offense, and it kind of defeats the purpose of small ball. Um, and I do feel like small ball tends to be an Achilles heel for Billy. I don't know if he likes it a little bit too much because he's a small guy, and it's just, you know, he, he wants to make that dream come true through other people or what. Um, or if it's like you're saying, it's simply the, the – <laughs> hand that he's been dealt with this front office fucking juice manko marco simonovich that's my guy he always dropping jokes look at him um you know i i don't know man i look up and down this shit and and this has been a pretty bad stretch stretch of basketball i mean they're sitting at six and eight um i, I have to go look at the standings to see what that even looks like and it's so early it really doesn't fucking matter at this point it's just i i look at this and i know and like we said at the beginning of the season i know that this is not a championship team i had them at seventh, I believe, 
I didn't have them in the top six of the Eastern Conference. I had them in the play-in, which I don't want. I didn't want to say that, you know, like it hurts to say that. It hurts to be realistic about it. Like, you know, because again, before we came on the air last year, when like this, the roster was put together, right. And we were running and gunning and it was fucking amazing and fun to watch. You know, I had some hope that they could be like that kind of underdog type shit. And I'm watching this now. I'm watching a bad fit between Zach and DeMar recently. I'm watching Vooch struggle to hit shots that are point blank. I'm watching Io DeSumo regress a little bit over these last couple games. I mean, not like, you know, I, he's trying to do what he can, but I mean, tonight, just not a great game. Only four points out of him in 25, 27 minutes, uh, two for five for the field. And, and here we go. Here's the fucking same narrative again. You, you pat the kid on his back for a good hustle game and, and all this shit with Patrick Williams. I mean, this team, it, he ain't shit, dude. And I'm just going to stick with that. He's not. I mean, I, I, no, I'm sure. There, there are a lot of moments in these games where the Bulls are on runs to get back into the game or take a lead or hold a lead. And you've got Patrick Williams just walking with the ball consistently. I feel like the amount of travel calls that this kid has had in key moments of games, um, they're giant momentum swings. Like, you're either getting yourself back into the game or trying to pull away from somebody and you're handing them the ball back because this guy's getting nervous. He's overthinking. He's not just playing and leads to a turnover um, and it's unforced. Um, and then at the end of the game, we, we saw Pat kind of limp off the floor um, having potentially hurt his ankle. So as much as um, we're, we're talking negative about him now to once again, be without him and not even have that potential of, him finally finding it to hang your hat on to make this team be better. Like all, all the options for improvement are disappearing and there's no word on Lonzo ball either. So can't really write on the Lonzo will save us again. And he, uh, listen again, back to my point earlier. And I know that it was like the one time you and I were like, not heated each other. We were talking, you know, and getting passionate about it. It was just the whole Lonzo Lonzo comes in. He does not fix this right now. He doesn't. He does not fix this by himself. There's a lot of problems here. And just to go to Chai Sports Fan in the comments here, I know Io is your guy, Buzz, Illini and all that shit, but he's not a starting PG currently. I, Dude, I'm not disagreeing with you. There's people that wanted to trade Io to Sumu, or I'm sorry, trade Lonzo Ball because of the emergence of Io. I just wanted to fight for Io to get rotation minutes when Lonzo comes back. I think Lonzo is the starting point guard. I think he's a better point guard. I, just, I think that Io is the best decision now. Maybe it is Dragic at this point, but when the season started off, no one was saying that. And, well, and that's uh, the honest to God truth. My whole point is now of, is you're looking at where people are pointing the fingers here, Goose. And we just had our buddy Joe Colley. Here's Joe Colley. You know, he's he's got to poke the fucking bear, but he goes, oh, you know, all you basement bloggers who are saying that Zach has to be maxed, you know. And again, that's way too premature. Let me, I, you know who got quiet? All the basement bloggers who demanded that Zach Levine was a no-brainer to max. Anyone that questioned that didn't know basketball, right, Felicio? That's what he just put. I told you in the beginning, I don't know about – I don't know if he's a 1A. I don't think he is. I, I never thought he was, but I do disagree with Joe there. You had to max him. You can't let him walk for free. There was, you just can't. And it's way too early you, to even say that in the contract. Well, it's way too early to say that. The issue here is, is I think you look at two teams, and obviously Anthony Davis was a much greater trade commodity than Jimmy Butler was, but the two teams that played tonight, both were either forced or elected to trade their best player to rebuild and restart. Granted, Pelicans did hit a number one draft pick in Zion, which changes everything. But even before that, they had Lonzo Ball. They had Brandon Ingram. Um, who in these two games has been the main cog for that team 
Uh, C.J. McCollum showed up tonight. But you had the Pelicans who stayed on more of the rebuild, stay young, find young stars path at a C.J. McCollum with other young aspiring talent. And you see the well-oiled machine that this team is. I believe when we first played them, they were leading the league in assists. Um, this go-round, they're still moving the ball really well, and they're doing it without a legitimate like starting point guard. They lost Lonzo Ball to us. Um, so you kind of see the different direction. You had a team go young, find young stars, stay young, and build around that is where you have Zach left over. You got Pat, who hasn't really turned into anything, and you threw a whole bunch of win-now pieces where the window is closing. And it really does make you feel during these lulls of basketball, like, what the hell do you do? Do you, you blow it really, up? You know what's really funny about New Orleans, too? What's a, what, what would you say is a key um, for today in the NBA? Shooting a bunch of threes, right? It's a key, uh, you know, to win and get victories and stuff like that. We've seen New Orleans kind of, I don't know, man. We, we, we've seen them kind of break that narrative this year. They're averaging less three-pointers a game than we are. They built, like you said, they built off of young hustle talent. They got a couple finesse guys over there. We got some hoopers over there. We have hoopers too, man. We do. We have hoopers too. But they put it together better because their their currently constructed roster goes together. And it, and it meshes and it works. Yo, what's up, man? Thanks for coming to the stream for the first time. It's very awesome. Thank you very, very much. But, you know, I, I don't really know what the answer is outside of what you just said. Like, our buddy Juice. Juice on tap. If you're not following him, go follow him right now. Juice is – I grew up with Juice. We've been best friends since I was 11 years old. He texted me today. Bull season ticket holders together. You know, that's what – that was our goal. We did it. And last year we got to experience a lot of that fun shit before all the injuries happened. But he texted me today and he goes, listen, man. He goes, we both know that they're not going to win a championship. We both know, and this this is just juice, and I'm giving you the opinion on the air just because I'd like to spark debate between everybody that's in here. What's up, Alex? Um, but he said that, you know, trade DeRozan, get some assets back, and redo it. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? And I'm just like, yeah, well, you know, it's the building the culture thing. And he goes, yeah, that's all fine and fucking dandy. Culture is going to look like shit if you don't make fucking playoffs because they're playing like an out-of-playoff team. Well, I mean, think to his point, what culture are you building? Kobe White's probably gone in free agency if he's not traded. He might not see the floor for the rest of the season, uh, for all we know. That late contusion's getting a little more mysterious as the uh, DNPs go on. Is it really an injury, or is Kobe just out of the rotation, and this is what they're disguising it as to retain the semblance of trade value um, around the league to try to get something for him? Um, what culture's there? Kobe's gone. Um, Io. Uh, as we're saying, we, we owe Lonzo a lot of money. Um, if he comes back and he's playing the way that you expect, is Io somebody that you can invest the kind of money that you might have to pay him to get him to stay here after um, what he's proven uh, to an extent this season and last season? Um, Pat. Pat spent a whole entire summer with DeMar and looks like he regressed from the, the hype that we once got from him. And maybe that's due to less opportunities, but what culture are we building? There's there's nothing that's going to be here left that's that's worth building around outside of maybe Zach, Zoe, and Pat if he finds anything. But we don't know when Zoe's going to play again, if he'll ever play basketball. Hey, can, you really, can you really plan? I mean, and you know, 
I've said it a million times. I love Lonzo Ball. I'm a big Lonzo guy. But can you really plan to build around a guy like that? No. Uh, nothing to this point of his can career has shown that he's going to be a reliable 60-plus games player ever. I, even with Zach. like, And, again, I've said this before on the show, and there's receipts of it, me being on the show saying this. like, I felt comfortable okay, going forth and be like, you know what? Yeah, let's, we're bringing Zach back. You know, let's go back to before that knee injury happened and how he was balling with DeMar and how it looked. Because you saw that he could do it on a, a way above 500 team, right, at the time. So, that, I mean, that gives you some hope. I'm not wrong on that. I know it's not a huge body of work. It's not just shit fucking Monte Ellis points. It's real points on a number one team in the Eastern Conference for a bit. And you feel confident with it. I am extremely turned off coming into this season and how this has all looked. The inconsistencies in his game. If I hear one more time, oh, well, his burst, he's got his burst. He can't finish at the fucking rim. There's got to be nobody in his way. You know, the the urge to try to elude contact as opposed to going through it with his explosiveness is concerning, and it leads to uh, Zach hanging behind the play a lot to complain. I mean, and I'm not – I can't. we can't put all this on Zach either. No, but, I'm not. I'm not. To I'm an not. extent, to, to the point that you're making – Drogic has played great. The, yeah. the additions that we've made have been positive additions. I like Drummond. Um, I like I like Drummond. I like Dragic. I think that those are so, two guys that bring in great veteran presence on a somewhat. I mean, I know Demar and Vooch are older, but I mean, our team is still pretty young. So the pieces you added have been positive. You've had one of the best bench in the leagues to this point of the year. But what does that say about your starters? That's supposed to be three all-star caliber players. Your bench is outplaying your starters on most nights. I don't. I so like this is this is the issue. Is you've improved your supporting cast. The issue is the supporting cast, the supporting players that aren't in the top twenty of this league. Um, they're not going to be the guys that win you the battle on their own every night. We got it out of Demar last year. Unfortunately, we're we're coming back to reality. Well, he's 32, 33 on the back end of his prime, and he plays a different style game. Um, as much as we both agree at this point that Zoe isn't going to fix all of this, um, one player probably can't unless they're Kevin Durant added into this uh, mix of players because that solves our power forward, small forward, and defensive issues all in one. Not going to happen. Um I don't know what you do because you really don't have the assets to make a big enough move to make a difference either. No, And, that, and that's the thing. And, and our chat is absolutely popping off with great discussion right now. So if you're watching on Twitter or Facebook, I'm not even trying to plug to subscribe. If you want to subscribe, go ahead and fucking do it. If you don't, you just want to talk basketball, just hop in the comment section. Great conversation going on here. But we have guys saying you're not going to get any picks for, you know, uh, Vooch or, or DeMar or Pat. Well, and the way I look at this, expiring contract. and the way I look at this, this is where I get frustrated, and this is where it all comes back. It's where it all comes back to me. I'm, I'm so fucking sick and tired of hearing like, oh, if Pat had a somewhat decent game, you know, like, oh, see, he's coming on. Like, no, you had the opportunity to trade for Jeremy Grant last year. Look at Portland. They fucking wanted Pat. If you were truly wanting to be competitive, go get the 27 year old who's balling out. And you had an opportunity to combine Vooch in a sign-in trade for DeAndre Ayton when he was on the outs with the Suns. And, you know, like there was, there was a lot of options that weren't Kevin Durant in the season. And uh, you can agree or disagree whether or not they made the Bulls a legitimate contender as well. But moving in the direction of younger 
currently good talent instead of hoping that these on the back end contracts with Demar and Vooch were going to be your saving grace after what you saw last year, especially if you knew Zell wasn't coming. It really does make you wonder uh, what their thought process was. If they knew going into the season that it was going to be rougher than last year. I still, I still think it's like, a, I, it's just how those two move watching them in like the all access shit. Like, and I'm talking about AK and Mark here. Like, they want a culture, and I really respect that because the this is why I like them is because the culture that surrounded the Bulls and, 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 and the feeling that surrounded the Bulls was always shit. I mean, we're in fucking we're, we had the all star game and we're chanting fire gar packs at the top of our fucking lungs, becoming a whole laughing stock. That was the fucking narrative behind that. It wasn't that Chicago had there like look at Bulls fans, they're starving for stars. Like, you know, I like that they're trying to build something cool and they're trying to be the player friendly organization right because like look look where mark eversley comes from they bring in a guy like billy like you're trying to be that that player friendly staff or whatever and i get that is are they still going towards the future do they really think that this was going to work by giving some vets some money like is that is that trying to show that other players that they're willing to dish out some shit i don't i don't know right now the money aspect to me was never the issue because for a player like DeMar, you traded and you paid more than you were than other teams were willing to, really, um, to get him in a sign-in trade. Did he want to come here and listening to him uh, talk on a couple podcasts? Without the Bulls getting Lonzo Ball, he uh, outright says their point guard situation sucked until that was resolved. Um, even with Zach confirming to me that he was going to stay, I wasn't going there. Um he needed Zach to confirm that he was going to re-sign if he came, that his intent was, yeah, I'm going to stay here long-term, and the Bulls needed a point guard. Those were kind of DeMar's, not demands, but things that he needed to see happen to come to Chicago at this point of his career because he was sold on being a Laker until that Westbrook trade went through. Like right. He thought he was going to L.A. Um, but to really bank on his MVP season last year, in thinking he's going to duplicate that and put your team in this contention spot, again, it's just really becoming harder to understand. I, I don't get it at all. I, I mean, the I tables of everything just didn't line up. But without I, Pat becoming Jeremy Grant this year, this team wasn't ever going to be a contender. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you're just kind of seeing, it. I mean, look and, and listen to this schedule that, that's coming up, dude. This is going to, this is fucked. So I mean, again, we we've lost what is it now three in a row, or four in a, yeah three in a row. We've got Orlando, who's a I mean, listen, they're a young team. I I've been watching a lot of Orlando basketball just for shits and giggles. They play pretty rough. They're they're hard. They're a hard team. They they go hard. They don't have a great uh, record, but they're young and they're hungry. We got Orlando on Friday. We've got Boston on Monday. We got Milwaukee on Wednesday. We've got SGA and Oklahoma, who are absolutely just fucking ball. kids balling right now. Uh, in Oklahoma City. Then um, that following Monday, November 28th, we have Utah in Utah. And then Phoenix. I mean, this schedule fucking sucks up to December 4th. So, but that's almost the, every game that isn't against the top-tier team is a trap game anyway. You're talking about all these. <laughs> that is the perfect magic. way to put it. Okay, see, there isn't a bad team in the league right now. The way things look, we're looking like the bad team in the league right now because – we can't put it together. 
Um, we can't start games properly. Uh, teams shoot lights out against us because we don't know how to rotate properly. Defensively, we're a mess. And if DeMar's not putting up 40 points, we're not in the game. And I and I mean, we let up. We have. I have to ask Drew. I might text Drew right now, Drew Stevens, uh, if you want to follow him at Look What Drew Did on Twitter, because he, he, I know he can find it in a second. But I, I have to think that we're like the team that's getting beat the most for the opposing team's offensive rebounds. I, I we have to be. Like we cannot. Like we let up so many fucking offensive rebounds, dude. It's unbelievable. Like even a little run. It, it's I just, mean, the amount of times that you see four red or white jerseys around the basket and the other team gets the rebound after either a good defensive possession or even just a missed shot yeah. is is alarming. And yeah. Drummond can't be on the floor all the time. Yeah, and I, I'm not. And I, I want to preface this. I'm pissed off about how they've been playing lately, for sure. I I'm not ready to give up on the fucking squad or anything like that. I'm not. I just I want to see them improve, of course. But right now, I'm just trying to be realistic and not be the homer that I usually am. I'm just trying to be realistic. Like I'm not. I don't see a way out here with how they've been playing. Like everything needs to click on all cylinders every night for them to be in the game. Or like you said, Demar's got to come out and be God. And it's it, it's fucking it's it, it's it's you can't expect that out of Demar Rosen. He was fantastic offensively tonight. He went 11 for 15 from the fucking field tonight. Scored 28 points. Like Demar did his job, sufficient as a motherfucker. You know, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I again, Lonzo's not going to fix this himself. We've got a complete hole at the four position. Patrick Williams is just not, is not good. Oh, Alex Rude, fucking Alex! I love that. I want to kiss him right on the face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Just check. They give up the third. Oh, least. Third least offensive rebounds? Wow, I'm fucking shocked, dude. I need a stat guy. Look at you. I'm no, shocked that is, by that. That is almost more dumbfounding than it would have been. It's definitely more dumbfounding than it would have been the other way. Third least. Yeah, I can't. I thought it was third. I thought I read that third most because I wanted my narrative to be met. But I, I mean, hey, my eyes would have told me that your narrative was a lot closer than what I appreciate that. Say. See, I feel like that too. I feel like that too. Oh shit, we got we got we got Senora. Yeah, you can go ahead and get it, buddy. You can go ahead and get it. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah, I you know, I, like I said, I'm not trying to make it a Debbie Downer fest or anything like that. They just need to fucking play better. I don't know how or what to even do to start. Um, when you break down individual film, I'm sick of Pat standing there. I'm sick of Zach not being engaged when Demar has the ball. Nobody wants to fucking cut more than half the time. I, I'm sick of the ISO ball of your turn, my turn ball. And on a night where you know Without you can't. Without is that all it's ever going to be, though? Without a, a point guard? I mean, and that's what's tough about that topic is Zoe isn't a breakdown the defense kind of point guard either. Io's better at the drive and kick, breakdown, create your own off the dribble style offense that you expect more traditionally out of a point guard than Zoe is. Right. Um, Zoe's just a lights out three point shooter. Um, excellent ball mover has the vision of an Eagle and, um, plays elite defense. So it's really hard to imagine that this, your turn, my turn really changes with Zoe coming back outside of the fact that you have somebody in the corner or at the top of the key that can actually hit the three. Um, Caruso actually played well tonight. 
has been struggling yeah. most of the rest of the year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in terms of offensively. And tonight you got a good game out of him and you couldn't do anything with that either. It's brutal. I see people in the comment section right now too. Yeah, I, I Demar's never played defense. He's not. He's not known as a defender. But you know, I, I, I would argue. I don't think he gives up thirty a game. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. Demar Derozan has won us more games than he has lost us in his short amount of time in Chicago. Um, so keep think, keep that in mind, real quick. Do you think the way that Billy has to put players on the floor around Demar and Zach is the issue that's a, because, because and that's DeMar, a roster construction issue because, because Demar is a shooting guard that plays power forward. Uh, you know, is that is that giving Billy issues? And but once again, like you said, if you're gonna pay Demar that and trade for Demar all that, well, then maybe you should have traded for Jeremy Grant too because he's somebody that would have helped kind of solve that issue, alleviate a little bit of the pressure. You know, I mean, it add a little bit of size and, and, and then a little bit of offense, too. So DeMar doesn't need to score 40 to be effective in a game. There's a million different scenarios that could play out here. Listen, Pat can go on a fucking run starting next game and score 25 points a game. And we look like jagoffs because it's early in the season. Right. I mean, it is what it is. I, I again, I don't really understand the uh, understand that w- what they're doing right now and, and, and the lackadaisical movements out on the court, especially like you say, coming off all that rest that they just that, that they were just on. It, it's just. At this point, no, to be the, the, the starters don't fit 20, together. To be down 20-plus points in the fourth quarter to a team off of a back-to-back without their best player or second-best well, player, second best player, best player, whatever you want to call them, is just embarrassing. And it's it's so dumbfounding that, like, what is the answer? Because that's a, that third quarter we gave up, I think, 37 points. Third it, quarter tonight we gave up 37 points, yeah. You, you, you come out of halftime – after kind of getting back in this game, having one of your little first quarter lulls because we gave up 32 in the first, I believe. Yep. Um, so after the first, you come back in the second, you go into halftime, and you you don't make adjustments to what went wrong. I and you felt come out, this, you get blown out. I felt in the second quarter he made adjustments. Billy made adjustments coming out in that second quarter. And they got, they went out off in a run. They actually ended up taking the lead there for a hot minute. No, we were in like a 13-0 run. Yeah. And, and we looked like we put a team out of back-to-back on their heels and we were going to run away with the thing. And then they called a couple of timeouts. And the next thing you know, we're down before the half. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, just... I, I don't I don't know either, man. I Like I said, I we just got to kind of wait and see what the uh, what Billy's going to decide. But I'll tell you what, I've, I've had enough. Do you think Billy's on the hot seat? Twitter seems to think Billy's on a hot seat. I saw him get, and this is our last topic before we get out of here. If anybody fucking compares Billy Donovan to Jim Boylan, okay, and I'm not even a Billy Donovan lover. Like, he's a good coach. I think he's, I'm not blaming him yet. You know, I'm not tied to any sort of coach. I'm not tied to any fucking player. I'm not. But I'm I'm saying that Billy Donovan is a pretty good NBA coach. I, I, I believe he is. And to see him compared to Jim Boylan either shows me that you're trying to fit in with what the cool kids say or something, or you're a fucking idiot. It's it's one of the two. It's one of the two. Because if you watch the Jim Boylan shit, and then you come over here and you watch Billy, even what's happening right now, it's fucking night and day. It's night and day. That's how bad it was with Jim Boylan. There's a there was, reason the guy didn't have a fucking was, job. Was this, was this like a reliable source that said something this crazy? Because I saw Matt Peck's comment about it as well, and yours the other day, 
So it's, it really is a, a Twitter thing at, at the very least. Yeah, you know, it's that, it's that weird section of old Twitter of kids, or no, I shouldn't say kids, makes me sound old as fuck, but of, uh, of, I don't even know who it is. It could be fucking grown ass men. I have no idea. But it, there, this weird section of those weird Twitter accounts that have players' faces and all that shit. And they're just like, you know, blaming Billy for everything. And it's just like, no, no. Look at the roster construction here. You can sit here and you can go read cleaning the glass and tell me where a player is the most fucking valuable out on the court and think that you're an NBA coach and go tell your friends that you're a genius. And I'll sit here and tell you the fucking truth. If they don't mesh out on the court, there's a goddamn problem. And nine times out of ten, it's going to be on the fucking player. This is basketball. Yeah, I This mean, is basketball. The more, the more I think about our roster, even, even with two positive veteran additions, we still don't have a small forward. No, we don't have fucking power forward. We just don't have a forward. Like, DeMar is a shooting guard that plays a forward position. Hey, he plays a three. He's a forward. And then but Pat is we, a we ball boy. We do not have any three and D forwards. No, no we, we don't. Well, I, heard, hey, I was told Pat was a two-way star in the making. Javante Green is the closest thing that we have to a, a, a three and D forward. And that's horrible. How I know is we do we gotta fucking play Tony Bradley more. He hit that three tonight and he did it with confidence. Fucking just trying to the three point competition and the, the yeah, in practice. More threes. That unfuck that's unfucking believable. Tony maybe, that's where, maybe that's where this season went south. Was when everybody on the team that's making way more money than Tony Bradley lost to Tony Bradley in the three point competition. They're just like, maybe this isn't what I'm good at. <laughs> I don't even fucking get it, dude. But I'm not even going to touch on this game because I'm already pissed off enough as it is. And we've, we've been rambling for 33 minutes because of our upsetness. Um, I do apologize to everybody. It was completely my fault for missing the last couple podcasts because of my procedure, but we will be back uh, after the bulls play next. And that's on Friday, right? The bulls play on Friday and that's going to be against Orlando. Like I was saying, do you have anything else you want to touch on? Don't let Orlando embarrass you. Oh, dude, because, I'm so I'm freaking because, the fuck out, man. Because if you think that this was a somewhat off the rails, blow it up, burn it down, let's start over kind of show, you don't want to join for what a loss, a, a ugly. I mean, I know, right? A loss in general to Orlando was I'm, I'm gonna say off the media. place. Um, yeah, and, and no, we we can't do that because I'm, I will I'm, be trading everybody. I'm going to stay off of fucking social media if we lose to Orlando. Man, I'm not, I can't. I'm not. I can't go on it. I just can't. I'm just being honest with you. I can't do it. I'm, I won't fucking do it. I, I. Everybody like loves Wendell, right? And I know that we hate the every now. Everybody's hating the Vooch trade. I still don't mind the Vooch trade because I didn't like Wendell. I didn't think we were going to win with Wendell. I don't think that Wendell has a talent like you know Lowry is displaying or anything like that. So I, I was totally fine with that. The picks, eh, kind of sucks, but. You know, what can you do? It's just kind of, it is what you it is. You want the Franz? Fucking Franz Wagner, man. I wish that was my name, dude. That's a fucking badass name. I mean, it's it's close to my last name. So. Yeah, but if, but if we lose, dude, and it's bad, I'm be tripping, for real. I'm I'm, I'm going to lose it. I, I just... How many just give me some sort of fucking... How many games have the Utah Jazz won this year? Uh, I believe they were 10-6 and six last I looked at. If that, I, I can pull that up for you right now, actually. One second. Um, the Utah Jazz this year are Tennessee. Oh, I was right, man. Okay. So, so Larry Markkinen has won more basketball games than the Chicago Bulls. Today. You know what's really funny? I uh, I watched Utah play the other night, and they, they ended up losing. Um, they've actually lost three in a row. 
Okay. Utah has. So Silver put out that warning about tanking, and they were like, we're going to come out the gate strong, and then the wheels are just going to fall off this month. Well, what's funny is is the one game I chose to watch is uh, they lost the Knicks, and Lowry played like last year here, Lowry. Okay, well, that's because Porzingis isn't in New York anymore. Lowry's he had 13 points, six boards, and 30 minutes, you know. Uh, he was a plus okay. 16, though. Wow, and his foul trouble kind of kept him out of that game. But, yeah, I mean, it's just – I don't fucking know, man. Great, Keith. At least the cards are going up. There you go. Marketing's balling. There you go. Make that money. Make that money, bro. Got to get it. All right. Well, I don't have anything else. You put your final thoughts out there. Bulls, please do not lose to Orlando on Friday. But even if you do, Goose and I will be here. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for other Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at ontapsportsnet. Go over to YouTube, ontapsportsnet. Hit the subscribe button and little bell. So anytime we go live, you'll be notified. We'll be back Friday after the Bulls take on the Orlando Magic. And God willing to win, let's go Bulls.